None of you do that. Where do you cry alone in public? At work, see? See, but at work, people can comfort you. See, on the, I cry alone on the bus because nobody's going to comfort you. And if they do, you need to get off the bus. <laughs> Don't talk to those people. They're scary. Uh, no, I, I do. I cry on the bus. Okay. Ian's not here, but the other Ian's here. But we're just going to pretend that I warmed you up. What is wrong with you? Which one? Oh, okay. He's right. It's because he's a, he bothers you because he's a facsimile. He's like a Sam from another dimension. He's like taller and, yeah. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Which one of you is, well, you're not a walking, you're not a walking trash fire. Ian, you're lovely. Um, we're, no, no, no. Because Ian, the other Ian, who is a walk? He's not a walking trash fire either. Uh, but so we're gonna jump in. Are you okay? Okay. I'm sorry that I'm off the rails tonight. <laughs> All right, uh, tonight. <laughs> hey, I took a night off last night. So if anybody saw me on Tuesday or Wednesday at Milk Bar, I'm sorry. I don't remember anything. I have no idea how I got home except my shins hurt, which means I think I walked. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, your first comedian of the night. There's, um, I guess tonight, Chad is the judge. And people said they're listening online. So they're going to call in at 415-550-0511 and they're going to vote to this happening. So don't worry. Your first comedian, I never pronounce his name right because I constantly, Nara, thank you. God, whispering from the sides. That's beautiful. Put your hands together, everybody, for your first comedian, Narek DeBarbaric. I think you got that right this time. Uh, I am now comedian number one, but I think you'll find my jokes are still number two. Um, so I, I used to think I used to think that honesty is the best policy, but then I realized. Employees must wash their hands after using the bathroom is actually the best policy. But then I learned the employees had been lying about washing their hands. And I came full circle. That joke sucks. Um, it's at a restaurant, and I ordered the catfish. They just brought out a 52-year-old man. <laughs> I, I seem to be a sucker these days because I, I also fell for one of those Nigerian Prince scams. Turns out Prince wasn't even doing a concert in Nigeria. <laughs> but they, they stole my identity. Now I'm, the form, now I'm the gullible idiot formerly known as Narek. I, I live next to a tennis court. My friend said, you should buy a ball machine and like rackets and balls and just charge people to use them. I said, you want me to start a racket? So stories are supposed to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Unless it's an Instagram stories. Those just have vain people who need attention. <laughs> Once upon a time, a bunch of yuppies went out to brunch. The end. 
But don't worry, there was a sequel. They also had a picnic. Sometimes I have friends who post 22-part stories. It's like, slow down, J.R.R. Martin. They'll be introducing characters like in part 12. Hope they didn't give the film rights to HBO. Um, so I, I think we all agree that Black Lives Matter, but um, wh where'd you guys land on white dudes with dreadlocks? <laughs> like, would you guys go to that march? That joke was, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I agree. That joke was inspired by a guy outside a liquor store, for the record. Um, so looking at this da girl's dating profile, and it said, if you want to date me, you better like dogs. Thought she looked pretty good. <laughs> Another girl said to me she was looking for her Nerf gun partner. When I told her I wasn't into Nerf guns, she stopped messaging me. When I realized for her, it was Nerf for nothing. <laughs> All right, that joke sucks. You told me not to do it. Uh, I am in a relationship now. Um, yeah, there was a lot of disappointed ladies. And then I entered my relationship. Now I exclusively disappoint one lady. She doesn't like that joke. She, she thinks I can do better. That's all. Thank you, guys. You've been great. I'm Narek. Narek in his green pants. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you talked about Middle Earth there just for a second. You obliquely touched, didn't you? Yeah. Or J.R.R. Martin. Well, that was the other, you know, the other. Never mind. No, J.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. I'm so confused. I just confused myself. I was going to do a joke about Gandalf, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm a terrible host tonight. But your next comedian's going to be amazing. Put your hands together for Brian John. Yay! So, Nark, your favorite policy is the employees must wash hands. Mine is China's one child policy. <laughs> I hate kids. I have this uh, cousin who um, is like four years old and he tries to make the cat eat faster by pushing its head into its food bowl as it eats. I can't wait to see how this kid treats women when he grows up. They're going to be out at dinner and he's going to be like, honey, come on, the movie's about to start. Finish your fucking tapas. Slams the head down. That's, that's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot of new material. I, I do have a new haircut, um, so clap it up for that. <laughs> I, I, I know I've been trying. I've been having, having bad writer's block, so I think I, I need to like take some mushrooms and you know go out into the woods on a vision quest and see God and emerge with the ultimate school shooting joke. Um, so until then, I'm gonna go through some old shit. So. Um, have you guys uh, tried uh, Ron Lopez's Mexican Ramen House? Critics rave. Best Mexican ramen in the lower hate. East meets West. Umami has never been this caliente. 
Ron Lopez has changed the game. Cultural appropriation that's oh so appropriate. Domo arigato, Ron Lopez. It works. All right. Um, so the most expensive search term on Google is mesothelioma. So if you want to like do an ad, you can pay to have your, like if you're a lawyer, you can pay to come up when someone searches for mesothelioma so you can help like sue them. I thought for sure the most expensive search term would have been squirting cock eruption. Narclap. <laughs> what other garbage jokes do I have? So, um, I like new technology uh, a lot, but some of it's really scary. Uh, you know, there's drones that shoot precision-guided missiles. You know, I'm old school. I like to uh, mail pipe bombs. You know, it's a nice handwritten note. Like, dear sir, I hope this letter finds you well. Please find a pipe bomb enclosed. Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as the hoi hoi on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to take
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio FM.
urge to sing the kind of ditty that invokes the spring so control your desire to curse while i crucify the verse this verse i've started seems to me the tin pantithesis of melody so to spare you all the pain i'll skip the darn thing and sing the And if you want to go walking, dear, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's lovely. I understand the reason why you're sentimental, cause so am I. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's lovely. You can tell at a glance what a swell night this is for romance you can hear dear mother nature murmuring low let yourself go so please be sweet my chickadee and when i kiss you just say to me it's delightful it's delicious it's delectable it's delirious it's dilemma it's the limit it's deluxe it's delight you can tell at a glance what a swell night this is for romance you can hear dear mother nature murmuring low let yourself go so please be sweet my chickadee and when i kiss you just say to me it's delightful it's delicious it's delectable it's delirious it's dilemma it's the limit it's deluxe it's lovely. Oh, green and yellow basket. 
looking mighty pale was standing by the sheriff's side and when the sheriff said i'm sending you to jail wildcat raised his head and cried oh give me land lots of land under starry skies above don't fence me in let me ride through the wide open country that i love don't fence me in let me be by myself in the evening breeze listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees send me off forever but i ask you please don't fence me in just turn me loose let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western skies on my cayuse let me wander over yonder till i see the mountains rise i want to ride to the ridge where the west commences gaze at the moon till i lose my senses can't look at hobbles and i can't stand fences don't fence me in again in town was sitting by his sweetheart's side and when his sweetheart said come on let's settle down while cat raised his head and cried oh give me land lots of land under starry skies above don't fence me in let me ride through the wide open country that i love don't fence Let me be by myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't fence me in, just turn me loose Let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western sky on my cayuse let me wander over yonder till i see the mountains rise i want to ride to the ridge where the west commences gaze at the moon till i lose my senses can't look at hobbles and i can't stand fences don't fence me
close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell.
tracked you. Night, Mario, Paul said. He started off toward the shuttle. Then he stopped, reached in his pocket, and flipped a half dollar over the counter. Mario caught the big coin. I'll take the Sunday Times, Paul said, and picked up the newspaper. Hey, wait, Mario called after him. It's only 25 cents. You've got a quarter coming. But Paul was already in the car. The door slid closed. He smiled and waved through the window. With a lurch, the train moved off, its lights glimmering away through the darkness. Tucker Mouse smiled, too. He liked Paul. In fact, he liked anybody who was nice to Mario. But it was late now, time to crawl back to his comfortable niche in the wall and go to sleep. Even a mouse who lives in the subway station in Times Square has to sleep sometimes. And Tucker had a big day planned for tomorrow, collecting things for his home and snapping up bits of food that fell from the lunch counters all over the station. He was just about to turn into the drain pipe when he heard a very strange sound. Now, Tucker Mouse had heard almost all the sounds that can be heard in New York City. He had heard the rumble of subway trains and the shriek their iron wheels make when they go around the corner. From above, through the iron grills that open onto the streets, he had heard the thrumming of the rubber tires of automobiles and the hooting of their horns and the howling of their brakes. And he had heard the babble of voices when the station was full of human beings and the barking of the dogs that some of them had on leashes. Birds, the pigeons of New York, and cats and even the high purring of airplanes above the city Tucker had heard. But in all his days, and on all his journeys through the greatest city in the world, Tucker had never heard a sound quite like this one. For several minutes, there was only the whispering silence. Whatever it was that was making the sound had heard him coming and was quiet. Silently, Mario waited. Then he heard it again, rising from a pile of waste papers and soot that had blown against the concrete wall. He went down and very gently began to lift off the papers. One by one, he inspected them and laid them to one side. Down near the bottom, the papers became dirtier and dirtier. Mario reached the floor. He began to feel with his hands through the dust and soot, and wedged in a crack under all the refuse, he found what he'd been looking for. It was a little insect, about an inch long and covered with dirt. It had six legs, two long antennae on its head, and what seemed to be a pair of wings folded on its back. Holding his discovery as carefully as his fingers could, Mario lifted the insect up and rested it in the palm of his hand. A cricket, he exclaimed. Keeping his cupped hand very steady, Mario walked back to the newsstand. The cricket didn't move, and he didn't make that little musical noise anymore. He just lay perfectly still, as if he were sleeping or frightened to death. 
Mario pulled out a Kleenex and laid the cricket on it. Then he took another and started to dust him off. Ever so softly, he tapped the hard black shell and the antennae and legs and wings. Gradually, the dirt that had collected on the insect fell away. His true color was still black, but now it had a bright, glossy sheen.
Oh, well, a young man ain't nothing in this world these days. I said, a young man ain't nothing in this world these days. In the old days, when a young man was a strong man, all the people stand back when a young man walked by. in this world these days